going to talk some aliens and magic, that's for sure. We're going to talk some fucking aliens and magic, starting right now. <laughs> All right. Um, I am here with Damien Rowley, or if you're in the UK, <laughs> maybe maybe <laughs> Rowley. We just had an entire conversation about the correlation between his name and Al- Alistair Crowley or Crowley's name, and it was... Just how we spent the last two minutes discussing things. <laughs> um, I, I uh, invited him to be a guest on Witch Doctorate because, well, he is a stand-up comic. And even though I've been out of that world for about a year, I still have a kinship with the comics. And I think I tell myself I'll go back to it one day, but who knows. Um, and also he is an occult enthusiast. So just mm-hmm. by natural selection, we found each other and <laughs> felt like we needed to have a public conversation about aliens. Yes. Thank you for having me first off. Yeah. And, um, I, I love this show. I'm so glad you started recording again too. Thanks. I am too. It's mm-hmm. Feels like um, home to me, Witch Doctorate, because it's just where I started everything and learned everything about podcasting. And it feels like mm-hmm. not a high pressure, <laughs> like some of my other, like my other, my last project and the project that's coming up feels like a little bit more high pressure to be professional. And this one, I feel like yeah. I can be like, yeah, there's Kahlua in my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, um, I, I started a podcast with my wife um, and we're super loosey goosey on that one. Mm -hmm. Like we're drinking and smoking a little bit and, uh, it's a good time. Yeah. (laughs) That, yeah. Smoking, drinking and cooking is a good time. Mm -hmm. That's what, yeah, that's what you say. You guys tell me a little bit about your podcast. Let's just, I'm like, let's just get the plug taken care of at the beginning of the show. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, it's called what we ate. And it's a food podcast where we just basically go over what we've cooked or eaten over the course of the week. Um, Sometimes it's healthier. Sometimes it's like really not good for you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, you know, I I love podcasting. I used to do a podcast with comedian Eddie Ift and, um, and we used to do that down in the improv every Tuesday. And I just really missed it since that one ended. So yeah. I've been thinking, like, what can I make a podcast about? I want to do something, like, comedic because, you know, who knows? It could help me with my stand-up or something. I feel like the flow of talking is good to practice through mm-hmm. podcast medium. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like the modern Toastmasters. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, we started it pretty much during the quarantine because what else are you going to do, right? Mm-hmm. Not a damn thing. And uh, it's, it's been damn fun. Good. Well, you could fun. also you could also get a puppy, which is what you did. Oh yeah, we got one of those too. We got little Mole. A pug. She's so cute. The hardest. Yeah, she's a pug. The hardest part for me for like around this whole social distancing thing. And I'm not kidding. I probably talk about it once a day and I'm sure my partner's so sick of it is that I can't pet dogs. I, Cause I don't have a, oh. I don't have a dog right now. And I just go, I go for walks and I see the dogs and I can't touch them. And it's very upsetting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I could chit chat about pugs all day, but I feel like, right. <laughs> you know, we're going to lose people soon if we don't get to the topic and we're talking about aliens and UFOs. And I, I totally promised to do an entire semester on this. That was sort of like where I left off a few episodes ago and the the organization hasn't maintained because it's 
kind of crazy to do an entire semester on one topic for the podcast, but I promised, I promised an alien semester, and this is a taste of what I plan to do to make good on that in the future. Um, and so you told me, well, first, I don't know. I feel like first we should sort of talk about what happened just recently with the Pentagon. Yes, that was absolutely wild. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I, I saw like in 2018, Tom DeLong had uh, released that footage previously. Yeah. And like the, um, so wh- why don't you give a little background on what happened actually? Cause that was, uh, <laughs> um, so I mean for that video, I remember it was, it was released by his company Academy to the stars and I, it, I can't remember if it was 2018 or 2017, but I know it was, I think it was 18. I think it was 2018 and it was around Christmas time. Cause I remember sitting at the dinner table with my family and we were all talking about UFOs and I was like, this is some sort of like fantasy come to life where like I'm discussing <laughs> UFOs and aliens. And like at one point I remember like my dad or something was like, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of crazy. We don't know. And I was like, we do know it's aliens. And I was like, so sure. And like yeah. the table got quiet and I was like, aliens are real. Like, <laughs> and then I was like, okay, bring, like bring it back in. I don't want to creep out the fam. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this was like, this was a series of videos that was released and it was basically like, I think it was air, like air force pilots had picked up a, like a tic tac shaped space, like craft, I don't know, you know, craft UFO and unidentified flying object. And it was, you know, moving in really crazy, insane ways that couldn't be explained that defy, you know, the physics that we, you know, defy the technology that we have access to deny like physics of like what a human could withstand in terms of like, you know, how fast you can go in an aircraft. Um, and so, this video that just five days ago, I think, was released by the Pentagon was, yes, released about two years ago by a private company. But what's special about the Pentagon coming out and saying, you know, releasing it is that they're saying, yeah, you know, we just want to clarify the fact that we do have these videos, that this is a legit video, that we don't know what it is. Um, I actually did a little bit of extra research on this just before we spoke. And there was, I guess there's a sort of a, uh, like a government sect, like a program. Uh, it was a classified mm-hmm. program and it was launched in 2007 and ended in 2012, but it was to look into basically the phenomena of UFO and, you know, what people in the air force were seeing and experiencing And I actually have a quote from the person who used to head that program. His name was Louis Elzenado. Um, Yes. Yeah. And he said, these aircraft, we'll call them aircraft, are displaying characteristics that are not currently within the U.S. inventory, not in any foreign inventory that we are aware of. Um, So basically what he's... Yeah, it's like he's saying no That's one. Admitting it. Yeah, no one has this. <laughs> no one has this. Uh, this technology. No one has these spacecrafts. Um, mm-hmm. There was another, you know, uh, another spokesperson. 
said that um, after a thorough review, the department has determined that the authorized release of this unclassified videos does not reveal any sensitive capabilities. So it's basically this is what the Pentagon came out and said um, that, you know, yeah, we don't know what this is and we're releasing it because it doesn't we don't consider it a security threat. So if they don't consider it a security threat, I would say that's like, yeah, this isn't another country. This is something that we don't know what it is. Um, so I just think it's really cool. Some of the things that, you know, people have been coming out and saying, and officials have been coming out and saying, I'm curious, you know, I feel like I've been just taking up this space with the time and I'm curious sort of what your take on the situation is. Well, I, um, you know, you were definitely on a roll there. So I wanted to (laughs) let you get it out because it's really exciting. And I know you love aliens too. And, um, yeah, it's it's really something that they're admitting it now because that's that's basically telling us like, okay, guys, like it it's a, it's telling they're just telling us that mm-hmm. they exist, and um, I mean they're not necessarily saying that they're aliens. Like I've I've heard tons of theories about UFOs potentially being um, like interdimension interdimensional craft from the future uh-huh. or like time machines. Yeah. Um, which is also very interesting. Um, mm-hmm. you know, us from the future visiting to be like, wow, look how it was back then, you know, kind of like, like a movie, but like, let's go freak out. Real some, time. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's go freak out some, whether it's, I, yeah. so I definitely will ride that train from coast to coast mm-hmm. because I do think there's an interdimensional aspect. I don't, I don't see how yeah. it could be anything but like an interdimensional aspect because even just the laws of physics, like it doesn't make sense to me. Um, right. But when you go to the idea that, you know, it could be like a time travel situation, um, I'll take that train too, because (laughs) I actually, so I, you know, I am a contactee. I've had, Mm -hmm. you know, I've had experiences that completely shattered my, any discipline belief that I had in ET but I remember one time I was just sort of like sitting, just sitting and sort of letting my mind go wherever it was going. And it almost feels like channeling when your brain just like, when you're sitting there not doing anything, but your brain, mm-hmm. your brain's being really active. Um, and I, I remember thinking to myself, I wonder if aliens are just time traveling humans. And I saw the biggest, <laughs> brightest orb just the second I had that thought and it was just like, Oh, okay. That feels like confirmation. That's Yeah. That's something. Um, I, I also think that there's a, a big psychic element to them. Mm-hmm. So like going into what you were saying, like, I feel like, like, cause I've had a couple experiences, not direct contact, but, um, seeing things that I couldn't explain, um, which I'll get into eventually. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, like I feel, I felt like they knew that I was seeing their craft when I was seeing it. Mm-hmm. And I just got this weird sensation. And, um, also after the first experience, I would lay it in bed at night sometimes. And I felt like I was getting like a zap in my head kind of. And then I would just kind of like get like messages. I don't know if that was, anything related to the aliens or maybe I'm going crazy or had some other problem, but um, I haven't had them in a long time, but it, it seemed like they were kind of, they were kind of, 
uh, you know what? I kind of based my how I am now on then, like try to look at everything like very logically and try to be as good of a person as I can and um, yes. be as agreeable and easygoing as I can. Yeah, I definitely. I don't know. I definitely think that I I feel like that resonates with me because I've wondered what has made it what has made it so that I've been able to have contact or communication or experiences and I've always felt that it's rooted into the fact that I try to be fair and I try to be kind and I try not to be judgmental and I, I and I try to eliminate toxicity from my environment or block myself from toxicity and you know I mean even when it when we just look at like human behavior people who you know can't help themselves but to say bad things about their friends or to like you know people who can't be happy for other people's success or you know what I mean like that sort of like Mm -hmm. negativity that is really common and I think that you know choosing not to engage with that and moving past it and sort of like bringing your mind to a more positive place will be the thing that opens you up to those sort of communications so I think you're right there I, mm -hmm. I, I That's a good way to put it. And um, I think that perhaps that's their message because, and if you want to get into it, I mean, I do. That could be the base of all religion. Yeah, right. I'm like, I, I want to get into it. Right I don't now. know what you're going to say. Just, <laughs> well, I want, I want it. <laughs> so the, the, basis of, the basis of ancient religions could have been that aliens were trying to, you know, get the humans to be less warlike and, you know, follow a path of peace, which would allow them to come here, share their technology, and it won't be used for negative things like war and destruction of this planet, which is really a beautiful thing that, you know, we've just tainted over the years, Mm -hmm. especially since the age of technology. And, um, you know, these days that we've been staying inside have just showed us how peace can really help the environment get back on the right track. Yeah. You know, I mean, this has been the greenest period that we've had in a long time where the skies are clearing up, the air quality is like way better. And it's, it's just, it's something to behold really. Yeah, no, it's true. I look at the, I, I just going on my walks in LA, I noticed that I am way more aware of the different scents that happen in my neighborhood, different flowers, different trees, And I think that's just because there's less pollutants in the air. And I think that you're right that there's something that we could learn from this situation that can help with like our consciousness and our evolution. I think that companies just need to be like, Hey, you've like, you know, you've shown that productivity can maintain itself working from home. Let's cut down the, like, let's cut down in office days or let, you know what I mean? Like I think that bigger businesses need to sort of take it upon themselves to like help us make these adjustments and help us make these changes. Agreed. And so many people are like paranoid right now that their freedoms are going to be taken away and stuff. But I don't think that's what we're going to come out on the other side of this thing. Like, I think we're going to come out like in a more positive way. People are going to have started new passion projects. They might have a new career trajectory. It really just gave us time to, sit and think and be with our thoughts and be with, you know, the people that we love. And, um, I, I, 
I think it's kind of, I mean, as terrible as it is, I think it's kind of been a positive experience, at least for me. Mm-hmm. Um, for sure. I mean, we got the little pup who's awake now and running around. <laughs> <laughs> so we might hear some little uh, sounds from her popping through on the audio. That's okay. I love pug noises. It can only add to the charm of this episode. (laughs) Like all of a sudden, there's just like some crazy snoring and snarling. But yeah, I I definitely have had an appreciation for the quarantine that I think maybe other people haven't. Um, But Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people have too, where it's just been nice to hit the pause button. Like, you know, I miss... I miss people and I miss going out, but at the same time, like, you know, it's nice to just have that sense of quiet. And again, I like to see, you know, how, how, how the earth has been healing itself too. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's really like, I never would have thought like that it would get back so quickly. Yeah. Like back to being gorgeous. There was... uh, a couple weeks ago, oh yeah. No, go ahead. Okay. Um, <laughs> a couple weeks ago, we went up the two and we just drove as far as we could go into the mountains. You know, if we stopped off, we kept super clear. I mean, I know it's not the best to like take trips that aren't essential, but this was a little bit earlier on in this. And um, we, we just drove into the mountains as far as we could go. We hit snow. And the blue that the like in the sky was so deep and mm-hmm. so like rich. It was just the most crazy thing I've ever seen. I mean, it sounds like and you it, were just going ooh. off into nature, and I think that's like yeah. a, that's a mental health trip, which is definitely right essential. <laughs> there you go. But yeah. it, it is weird that you, that like we're in this this sort of situation where we kind of had to defend like leaving the house, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> which is probably what. Some of the protesters are protesting right now. Like they shouldn't have to feel that way, but yeah, um, it's uh, it's it's a sticky situation. Yeah, a little bit. It you just got to make the best of it. You know, that's mm. that's all we got to do. Yes, until this blows over. Um, I think I want to hear about your experiences. I want to. I just like. Oh, I feel no. like I've got such an like an itch to hear these stories. <laughs> so the two experiences that I've had were very similar in nature. Um, they were with different people, but each time I was with people who will, who have verified since what happened. Uh, the first time I was with my mom and we were leaving my aunt's house and she was in like a semi wooded area. Uh, and we were, we were driving through the wooded area and we saw this like, I'm colorblind, so I don't know if it was like a greenish or amberish glow, mm-hmm. but it was one of the two. And we just saw it in the woods and we were like looking like through the trees trying to see what it was at the stop sign because we were at like a fork, like we we're perpendicular to like the road that went through the forest where on the other side this uh, light was. Mm-hmm. And we just like saw it start to rise up through the trees and it rose up and it was like an orb of this, this either green or amber light. And then it got like just above the tree line. And then it did like a parabolic swoop around and like shot off into space at like the fastest speed I've ever seen anything go. Whoa. It was trippy. How old were you? Um, maybe like nine or 10. 
Wow. What's, what state was and this in? I'm getting goosebumps right now. <laughs> <retelling it. laughs> oh my God. Uh, this was in Connecticut. Okay. Yeah. What were you, was, what do you remember? Do you remember anything about what you were talking about or what you were even doing before that happened? We had left like a Super Bowl party or something at our house. So mm-hmm. we were just like talking about like normal stuff. I mean, I don't come from a background that's very like into woo woo or right. like aliens even or anything. You know, my, my parents are much more like scientifically minded. My mom was a little more esoteric, but, um, you know, I didn't really, I wasn't even like super into like alien movies or anything as a kid at, at that point anyway. Right. And, um, maybe we were, we weren't, my mom wasn't like into football really. So I, I don't know if we were talking about the game, but we were just talking about normal stuff and then came right up to this. We just saw it and, and then like, we just stayed there still at the stop sign for like a couple minutes after it happened. Yeah. I'm getting the chills now. And then now. we just kind of looked at each other and we we're like, you saw that, right? Like what's like, I, I can, it's one of the like most like vivid memories that I have from that time period in my head. Yeah. yeah. Um, did you guys say the word alien? Did you guys have the alien conversation after you saw it? <laughs> I I think I did. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think we mentioned, you know, I mean, we were like, I think that was a UFO implying that it was like an alien type thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. Did you guys like start? Did you tell people right away when you got home? Like what? We I think we called. This is something that happened in the next story as well. We called the police to report it because I don't know what else do you do really. Yeah. And um, they just kind of shrugged it off and said that there was like a an event or something like that, you know, which like, oh, what kind of event would have a UFO that like comes out of the trees and like, you know? Yeah. 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 What, yeah. Like that's you, not like it was a firework or. Yeah. Do you think that there's a possibility that like the more like plasmic UFOs, like the balls of light and stuff, could those be like super orbs of like a god coming to earth or something? I mean, or goddess? Possibly. You know, I'd never, I'd never thought about a goddess or a god, but I don't see why not. And I think that anyone with that sort of capability amongst our time and our technology in is a god in its own right you know what i mean very true (laughs) yeah i mean aliens are gods too why not just uh throw that out there and i think that i think (laughs) that people are gods i think that everyone has the divine the the divine within them and so you have to sort of like you have to treat yourself like a god or a goddess and you know some people take that differently for you know like for me it's like you know try to try to be benevolent try to be humble try to try to know your strength Mm -hmm. and not take you know what i mean and so that's like but other people sometimes it's like an egomaniac thing where like yeah um and then you know obviously there's the full range where people can't see their own divinity which is a whole other right like bummer set of situation what i'm curious if you have had thoughts about that though because since you were the one who prompted that question have you considered that it could be like a god and are you thinking like pagan gods nordic gods or what are you sort of um any i mean i've 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 had a strange kind of path through 
like spirituality over the years. Like I, I was raised an atheist. Okay. Like very, you know, scientific minded and everything. And then I, um, I got into like metal and stuff and like black metal and folk metal, which kind of introduced me to Norse mythology mm-hmm. and uh, the Norse gods. And then I found a group around age 15 of uh, kids my age that were also into like uh, heathenism. Mm-hmm. So I uh, joined that group and uh, we were all together. I was before that I had, you know, dabbled in like Satanism a little bit and also just like, you know, like more like satanic temple brand of Satanism. I was just going to ask <laughs> you know because I mean? it's like they're not really Satan worshipers. It's more about like no. the archetype and the sort of yeah. do do as thou will be a good person, like yeah. understand what good judgment is, you know, like, but mm-hmm. also the like, again, there's also the religious like equality and the separation of church and state for. Right. Yeah. So that's what, so that that's sort of where you were at then, correct? Yes. Yeah, so it was basically like atheism 2.0 a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I went from there, and then I just started having some experiences. Like, I would have dreams that included the Norse gods in them. Even when I was just, like, a little bit, like, interested in it or thought they were, like, cool stories or whatever. And I I mean, I've always been a very vivid dreamer. Like, mm-hmm. I, I have, like, a crazy dreams, and I usually have pretty good recall on them as well. But um, I started having these dreams with these gods in them, and they would give me messages that were like related to my life, and mm-hmm. or you know things that ended up happening. So I got into that for a while, and then um, I've recently become more of like I don't know if I would say like a pantheist, but like taking bits and pieces from everywhere, mm-hmm. pretty much. Um, so. You know the um, the aliens are also a part of that belief system that I've right. kind of aggregated over the years. Um, so when when I said, mentioned the orbs, the super orbs, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I was pretty much talking about like any real deity, yeah, or you know spiritual um, energy source. When you had would you when you had that experience, did anyone try to explain it away to you? Including um, yourself. I, you know what? I've only really shared it over the years with people that I thought would appreciate it. That's good. That's a smart I haven't really Yeah. Cause you know, it's my experience and like I don't want people to shit all over it really. <laughs> no, I really, really and I really understand that. Cause they're definitely yeah. There are definitely experiences that I've had that I'll talk about publicly on a podcast, you know, but it's because I know the people listening are here for that. But, you know, like, I, you know, people in my family don't know that I've had telepathic communication (laughs) with people that I think are (laughs) aliens on Earth. And, you know, I don't I don't know how that would go. I guess I I don't know. (laughs) Um, Did you feel I'm trying to think about like how you were changed after that first experience. If it was something that you shrugged off or it was something that you sort of like kind of evolved you in a certain way. Well, it's definitely stuck with me and, um, it, it opened my eyes. That might've been the beginning of my like 
awakening to the paranormal, yes. I feel like. Yes. I've never seen a ghost or anything like that, but I have seen the UFO and that really, you know, that kind of opens the, the door to everything being possible. Yeah. Um, I mean, at, at that point, even in my life, I was, you know, rationalizing it like, like, you know, well, obviously we're not alone in the universe. I mean, that's, that's like easy. Uh, but you know, then I was like thinking about like interdimensional travel and like, you know, just because we don't have the technology to jump space time doesn't mean that like a more advanced race doesn't. Or we don't and, eventually, um, or that we don't eventually. Or, yeah, yeah or we exactly. may. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. In a certain timeline. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. how, how about the second one? I want to hear about, unless you've got additional info you want to add to the first one. Um, that's pretty much, I just have that memory. That's all I really have of it. Yeah. The second one was a little more recently, like, mm, I was probably like 19 or so. So it was like about like 2009, 2010. Um, and we were coming back from, uh, a metal concert in Allentown, Pennsylvania, which was about a three hour drive. And it was like two o'clock in the morning because we were hanging out with the band afterwards. Ooh, look and at um, I know, right? It's so cool, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, we um, honestly, they just kind of wanted to get with the girl that I went with. So, I mean, I'm Perfect. not that cool. <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we were we were driving back. It was about two o'clock in the morning, and. Um, we're we're driving along this highway. There's like no cars on the highway. It's like just us, like for miles and miles and miles through like farm country and stuff. And once again, over the hill in the distance, we see this greenish, amberish light coming up over the mountains. Almost the same exact thing. And it like it just rushed back to me. Like I had this feeling again, like like this is the same like like I felt like that same connection kind of like a switch flipped. Mm-hmm. And, um, I was like, it was like deja vu almost. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I got that very, I got like a tingly feeling and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, it's like happening again. And then it was coming up over the, and like time seemed to like kind of stop. Like even though, I don't know if I was, if I was driving, I might've been driving actually when we were seeing this and like, it just it rose up over the hill and we were all like, Oh my God, do you see that? Like in the car, there's like four of us or so. And again, it, it kind of, it went up, it hovered in the sky for a little bit. And again, did one of those like crazy loop around and slingshots out into wherever it went. I feel like when you talk about the energy yeah. and the tingling that you felt, I, I feel like I just know what it felt like for you guys. Uh, there is like, even if you're watching the X-Files or something, there is Mm -hmm. a static or just an energy that is created in the atmosphere when there is just something like, like a true anomaly, you know, like a true sighting or a true experience is happening. Um, I've had, I've had weird visual experiences with things in the sky where like, the way I process detail completely changes, you know, because of like where right, my, yeah. where my focus is. And yeah, like time, you know, I, I once saw a meteor crash into the earth 
close enough to me to where. Okay, I'm going to tell you this story. (laughs) (laughs) That is the coolest thing I've ever heard. What's so fucked up about it was I was driving from Los Angeles to Phoenix. And I was not with one of my friends. I was not, we were not on speaking terms and I thought he could fuck off, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like (laughs) I would like, I wrote him off. It was done. We wrote each other off, you know, and not because anything bad happened. I'm like, I don't need to over explain that part. Anyway, we weren't talking. (laughs) We weren't talking. And so I, I had had an alien experience prior to this, but maybe by six months, if that, And I'm driving home and I can feel the energy of E.T. because I'm familiar with it now. And they were sort of like pushing communication with this person on me, like through through like what what I was gathering from them telepathically. And I was like, no fucking way. Like I got so like I got so sassy pants with them. I was like, there's no way there's no way I'm breaking this silence. You would have to really, really show me an insane sign you would have to show me a crazy light in the sky or you would have to send a meteor. And I said verbatim to them. And I don't mean some shooting star bullshit. I mean something intense and like serious. And yeah, so that's what I had said to them. And I just kept driving to Phoenix and I just, I forgot it, you know, went along with my drive saying like a lunatic. And it was about, 15 minutes outside from when highway becomes freeway. So I'm approaching like the outskirts, like the little towns that lead into Phoenix. And I think, Oh, I didn't see anything. And I was relieved. I was like, good. I don't have to to talk to him because I don't want to, (laughs) like, you know? And then I had it, but then I had like that second thought where I was like, Oh, unless they're going to show me something like right at the last second. And then seriously, five minutes later, this meteor on my left, my left hand side came crashing down so close to me that I heard the sound barrier break. I heard it break through the sound barrier. It made a fucking sound. And it was like, I saw it coming down in slow motion and it was so close that I could see definition in the flame. Like I could see how the flames were moving around it and they were orange and green, I believe. And like blue, like the flames were not even just like normal flame colors that we're seeing because the energy was so hot of the, you know, of the fire. And I just felt all of the blood rush to my face and my, I could hear my heartbeat. I felt like my heartbeat was the only thing I could hear. And I was trying to drive, but I was like, slack jawed my mouth had dropped open and I was just staring at it and I was just like holy shit I have to get I have to get off the road I can't drive and so I pulled off the road and I like left him a voicemail and we're friends now but it was just like this fucking crazy thing that happened and I think that really like they were just trying to promote like peace and like you know resolution and things like that um but I really when I got off the freeway I felt like I had actually lost my mind. Like I wondered, like, is this, did I really actually see this? Because I know, I know that I, that I talked about this. I know that I thought it, I know that I had this communication and now I'm seeing this thing. And so I was like, you know, kind of shaking and I got home and I, I went out and I saw my best friend and I told him what happened, but I waited until the next day to look it up on the news because I thought, well, this will prove if I'm crazy or not. If it's not in the news, it didn't happen. And I'm insane. 
And I looked on, I looked in on the news and sure enough, people had caught it on like their ring cameras and their security cameras. And so I was able to, um, like go online and see the, like see the, the actual event take place. And they had time stamped it. And I had a timestamp in my phone from when I called my friend. And so I was like, it felt vindicating. Yeah, for sure. That definitely, I would say, be, um, proves it that it happened. <laughs> That's, my mind is blown right now. I'm like, that is so cool. Um, it, like, even if they were able to psychically make you see that, and it didn't happen, that would still be awesome, you know? I feel like I would appreciate like imagine- that less. <laughs> yeah, right? That's true. But the fact that they, like, basically, like, took a meteor out of the asteroid belt or something and made it zoom down or, like, like, or even the fact that even if, say, it just happened as a coincidence, which sounds ridiculous, mm-hmm. the fact that you were thinking that at the exact same time as it happening is like also like a psychic phenomenon, I feel like. So it's like either yeah. way, it's like something really wild that you have like a crazy connection to. It, <laughs> it definitely for all of those reasons is probably the most beautiful experience I've ever had. Um I yeah. I just you know, where it can start to get tricky is like, okay, so no matter what, if we're going to follow like scientific reason and scientific logic, that meteor was on that trajectory for thousands of years, you know? Yeah. Um, Millions of years. Yeah, exactly. So Potentially. That, and so then I wondered to myself, well, did the psychic in me know that that was going to hit? And did I create a narrative around knowing in my subconscious that that was going to happen in order to mm-hmm. like fulfill some sort of, you know what I mean? Like, and so yeah, it, like having, exactly. having um, the ability to like have a premonition makes me wonder sometimes like, okay, did like, did I create this narrative around this one moment? But even if that is the case, like that's still a really cool thing for your brain to be able to do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but for sure. that's not really the that's not really the side that I'm on. Like I think that I had communication, and yeah. I think that I was given I, a sign. Right, I, I I think so too. I'm on I'm on your team with that one. <laughs> Thanks. Um, it's not really related or alien related, but I had lightning strike next to me one time. That How was, was cool. that? I mean, it could have been alien uh, related or it could have been something. I mean, that's true. I mean, my buddy and I were driving during like a wicked thunderstorm one summer and we were at a stop sign. Why do all my things happen at a stop sign? Who knows? Yeah. But um, <laughs> um, maybe that's a sign in yeah, and of itself. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and we were at the stop sign and there was like the stop sign and a rock and the lightning and we were, it was like on a side road. So like a residential street. So like we were like right next to the grass and there was like a rock, the lightning went down through the sign and the rock. Like there was like two feet away from the passenger side that I was sitting in. Whoa. So did it like fuck up the sign? It, it it had like a black mark on the rock, but not the sun. The rock had like a black, like like a like an explosion kind of mark. Yeah. You know those like, 
Yeah. Did you feel like, anything? It was the craziest. Thing. Yes. The buzz in the air was insane. It was actually kind of similar to the alien electricity kind of feel. Yeah. No. It was like a tingly, like mm-hmm. ionized air kind of, I don't know. Yes. No, that's true. It I was Yeah. Crazy. I, I think that that's. I mean, I think that humans have been detecting that sort of like something in the air, you know, like, cause I mean, the, how, the, the, as long as I can remember having the ability to formulate sentences, I feel like I remember hearing like, oh, there's something in the air, you know, like it's yeah. just like such a common thing that everyone can sort of relate to and understand. I mean, even when you're just looking at like, you know, oh, autumn is in the air, spring is in the air, aliens are in the air. Like there is something that's interesting about like the air's ability to collect and hold vibration. Mm -hmm. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, animals feel it and stuff. They know when there's like, gonna be like avalanches or like Mm -hmm. tsunamis and stuff. So there's got to be something that, like, we've just fallen out of touch with, like, with, you know, humans' supposed greatest achievement is technology. And whether that's, like, basic tools to, you know, us recording this podcast on these computers right now. Yeah. Um, But I feel like we've lost the technology largely of being able to perceive things in like a more like metaphysical way or like, you know, just like getting gut feelings and like, like that too, gut feeling. I have a gut feeling. That's like another big, uh, and they say that there's like your stomach has like a similar amount of like neurons to your brain or something like that. So like you can like think your stomach kind of thinks like your solar plexus and everything. Yeah. It's it's affiliated with your mind. uh, Yeah. Yeah, it's a nerve center, you know. It's um it it might not be like making conscious thoughts, but it can like make you think things kind of. Yeah. Which is why gut health is also important, you know. I think it helps uh, us process thoughts too, yeah. because it's like if you're nervous, you mm-hmm. feel it in your stomach, or if like your intuition is trying to warn yeah. you of something, a lot of people feel it in their stomach. Um, a lot of empaths have stomach issues because they pick up and people who are clear audience, because clear, you know, clear audience is sort of like mental chatter and things that you know develop in the okay. mind, like psychic ability that comes in through the mind. And so I see that sort of like stomach mind correlation. Yeah. When you um, when you saw when you had your second sighting and you had the, I'm like, we just totally went like we totally went in another direction talking about how the air felt. Um, but when you were, yeah. when you were with, you said you were with four people total. Yes. So how, like, how did you guys unpack that together? How did you guys process that together? We, we were at first we were like, Oh my God, what is that? Like, and then we were just silent for a little while. And then like, we were silent for, I mean, there was still music playing on the radio, but like, instead of us having discourse and talking, like, again, there was just, like, this silence where we were all just kind of processing it. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, you know what? I kind of want to call the, like, highway patrol and just see. Because, like, you know, it would be cool to be like, hey, there's, like, an, you know. Yeah. You know, there's a UFO, you know, see if anybody else had reported it or whatever. So just to validate, again, like, seeking that validation that there's, like, a news article or something of somebody else seeing it, like, mm-hmm. you know, the outside of the group that you saw it with. And um, so we called. 
and I get the highway patrol and they're like, um, we're going to have to transfer you over to like another department. So they transferred me to a department, picks up, they're like, um, you know, state your reason for the call. I told them and stuff. And they were like, and then they, they passed me back in, like to different like phone lines, like four times. Mm-hmm. And then on the final one, the last person already knew the whole thing that I said. Mm-hmm. They were like, we heard that you had a sighting, blah, 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 blah. And then they were like, there's a high school on that hill that you saw it. And they're probably having a football celebration or something. Again, football. Why is football connected with that aliens is for me? Yeah, I don't even really like love football or anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but two two different instances and sightings. There's been football involved um, with the same craft, which was not football shaped. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Right. But, or or uh, firework shaped or. <laughs> Right, exactly. And he said that there was a high school on the hill. They're probably having a football like thing. It was kind of football season, but he was like, it was probably a firework from that or something. First of all, it was two o'clock in the morning. What kind of high school yeah. is having like a thing like that? And second of all, after he was saying that, we were approaching the hill where you could see the lights from the like field uh-huh. from the stadium and the school. So we had seen it several miles back anyway. Yeah. And it wasn't that. And, yeah. Right. And after he told, gave me his explanation of what it was, he just hung up. He didn't even wait for you to. Wow. No. It would be great if like now that it's been confirmed by the Pentagon, like people started having more and more sightings mm-hmm. to report. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I heard about why they didn't just come out with it, like when he first leaked those videos, uh-huh. was because the targeting system that they had, they didn't want like other countries to know that we can lock on to something moving that fast. Oh, like with, on our screens but, or whatever. Right. So, because like if you could lock onto that, you could pretty much have like a baller missile defense system. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, you know, it's, uh, but now I think maybe they're, maybe they acknowledged it as a way to like tell people, okay, guys, look, we can like attract these things. So anything you try to throw our way, especially in these uncertain times that we're living in now, maybe it was, like, this is my conspiracy theorist coming out <laughs> right now. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe it was like a hidden message to other governments. Like, yeah, we could track these guys. So, yeah, you know, good luck. No, it's true. That's totally true because I mean, who knows what? Like, but the thing is, it's like who knows what kind of games if we're gonna go down the like the conspiracy theory hole. It's yeah. like who knows what kind of games that like the government is playing when it comes to that sort of thing. And then it's also like who knows mm-hmm. what they're actually like super aware of that they're not even admitting to. I mean, the the sad part is that like people still aren't gonna care and not believe. You know. I mean, like everybody who believes in UFOs probably already believes in UFOs, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like, know. I don't think it's going to change many people's minds. I even agree. Even if the Pentagon. 
I think that like, yeah, I think that I don't, I agree with you because I don't think it really will. I mean, it might open up people's minds if the Pentagon is like, yeah, there's stuff we can't explain. But I think that like, we know that the government has been researching UFOs since, you know, the fifties pretty much, um, whether openly or not openly, but we, we at least know that there are records of, you know, the government researching UFO and paranormal activity. And I just think that, you know, we should maybe like people should look at that, you know? And I think that it does help to open minds though, when it comes to like them releasing information. Agreed. Do you still talk to the people that you had the second sighting with? Um, not really. No, unfortunately. Um, I mean, like I follow a couple of them on social media, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have since re-acknowledged it. You have. And it's just sort of... A couple of, of them were a little drunk, though, at the time. So I was <laughs> I was clear-headed. That's why I was driving. Um, but, yeah. Had you ever asked people that you had sightings with, like, how they were interpreting the color? Because I think it's interesting, the like, the colorblind aspect. That's a good question. I, I really should have, you know? Mm-hmm. I'll ask my mom about it for yeah. sure, what she remembers. I know. And, she, and also, just shoot me a message. Let me know. Go ahead. Okay. I'll definitely let you know. But that also brings me back to the psychic phenomenon thing. Mm-hmm. Like maybe if it's like got a psychic element to it, that maybe what you see could be different than what somebody else is seeing. Yeah. Anyway. Like it could, it could like maybe the lights on the crafts are like as observed by the observer and they could be, they could be different somehow. Cause it's, you know, it's technology that we don't really know how it works. It could have psychic elements. It could be controlled by their minds. Mm-hmm. Um, they could think, you know, they could, they could potentially like feel a link to anything that's observing it. And I think that could also be why there's so little like evidence and footage. Cause by the time people get their camera out to do it, they zip off and then you don't get the opportunity. I mean, of course you hear the, of the sightings where it's just like hanging there for a while and seems to be interacting with, yeah. you know, the people, but, uh, it's, uh, I, um, I think there's like a lot that we don't understand about it. It's not so cut and dry as, Oh yeah, they're flying in our sky. It's just like future mm-hmm. airplanes. You know, I think there's, it's weird and more like interdimensional oriented and psychic oriented. I, I agree with that. I think that's the basis of it, to be honest, mm-hmm. is that sort of, and I, yeah, I think that's probably the key to understanding it for the time and place that we're in now. Um, I'm, I also think that when it comes to a lack of video footage or pictures, a lot of people, and you sort of said something similar to this, a lot of people report that they feel like whatever it is that they're seeing is aware of their thoughts that there's a telepathic, there's a telepathic connection there. And so I think that maybe, you know, people report like, Oh, I I tried to get my camera out. And as soon as I got my camera out, it was gone. And it's like, well, maybe they don't want to be seen. Maybe they don't want to be captured. Um, you said that you felt telepathically connected. So what was that like? Yeah. Like I just, I kind of felt a weird, it was like, I was unnerved, but also felt peaceful. Mm Mm-hmm at the same time, like I felt like a little bit anxious, but not in like an aggressive way. Right. In like a chilled out kind of way, like almost like frozen a little bit, like a little bit like, not like 
physically frozen, but like captivated, you know, like captivated, enchanted, perhaps, mm-hmm. you know, um, and it, it was just, it's just such a crazy, and I've, every time I see something strange in the sky, I just hope to get that feeling back, but regardless I, I you know when you know it you know it you know what I mean that's the truth and it always comes sort of out of nowhere like you know yeah. or it feels very unexpected because even even when I asked to see a meteor when it happened I was like oh fuck yeah. like <laughs> that's so crazy that's so wild it's probably the craziest story I have I think yeah yeah and just the the it probably the moment that I felt the most alive and connected to everything mm-hmm. Um, if you were to strike gold and mm-hmm. have an, a third encounter, do you feel like you would go into it with like a little bit more preparedness where you would try to have more of, um, an active interaction with it? Like what, what have you thought about in terms of that? Um, that's, that's a good question too. Uh, I, I think this next time, if it happens again, I mean, I'll never know until it happens, but you know, now I've done a lot more research into UFOs and aliens. and I know about different, like, you know, species of aliens and stuff like that. And I might try to like figure out who it might be or like, you know, um, I, but then again, when it happens, I might be just frozen again and in awe, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I, I might, try to like do a journal entry about it and then like now apply the knowledge that I've gained over the years to, to what I've written down. Um, cause now I feel like if I tried to overanalyze this, what I'd seen before, I might start adding pieces to it that, you know, just naturally out of writing. Like I don't want to, you know, muddy the water of the memories that I have of it. Mm-hmm. I understand that. You know? Um, I think that if it does happen again, have you ever heard about people who, well, have you ever heard about people who sort of like see things in the, in the sky and they telepathically tell it like move to the right, move to the left. Have you ever heard about that? I haven't. That's cool though. I'm like, this is my, this is my suggestion. If you see it again, where it's like, you feel like, like it's aware of you Mm -hmm. try to like send a telepathic like direction. Oh, that would be really cool. I'm going to for sure try that. That's how I've had, that's how I've had a lot of my experiences because most of my experiences haven't, I've never seen a UFO. I've never seen an unidentified flying object. Um, but I have had like person to person encounters where someone had a weird energy. I thought they might be an alien. So I telepathically gave them like a series of commands to do for lack of a better word because mm-hmm. I don't think you command anyone to do anything if they're telepathically like you know if they're evolved enough to telepathically communicate um but that's always been like I like some of the root energy I was like okay like pump your right hand to the music and they pumped their right hand. like you know what I mean and I always have at least three things that I that I telepathically ask them to do and so I think mm-hmm. that if we start to like, is it just a good way that we can open ourselves up, you know, to having more experiences? And I think that asking for experiences helps bring them along because I think that, well, first of all, if you're setting an intention to have more experiences, I think that you're, you're open, opening up a part of your psychic ability to like, you know what I mean? Right. It's like you're unlocking that door. Um, 
-hmm. And then I think that also there's like, you know, there can be call and response sort of relationships with the universe where you ask for something and it comes to you. Um, So I think that's another thing that helps. It's all connected. It's all connected for real. Didn't you feel like, you know, super elated after your sightings, like lighter? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I felt lighter as a person too, you know, like my heart felt lighter, you know, I just felt like, I felt like, like I said, like a a switch was flipped on that just kind of like, like, I don't know if it was necessarily like a download from them, but like, Mm -hmm. I just felt like more, you know, connected to the world and like people in general. Like, Like at peace. Like, right. Like seeing, like if somebody's like a jerk or something, you know, seeing beyond that and being like, oh, well, maybe they had a, like a rough time at home. Maybe that's why they're like such a, an asshole, like, because they just have other things in their life that, um, have contributed to that kind of behavior and like just constantly trying to like analyze, like, you know, reasons why things are the way they are and seeing beyond, you know, what's, what you're faced with in front of you. I agree with that. It is a hard, it is a hard balance to strike. I'm with you on the, like when someone's acting like a jerk that I don't know, you know, that's like just like a random public situation when someone's acting like a jerk, I always try to be like, well, you don't know what their situation is. Or like if someone's driving like a dick, you know, it's like, well, maybe they're distracted by something, you know, like I always try not to lash back because I don't think it helps me. I don't think it helps them. But I I think that bringing Mm -hmm. that sort of awareness, you know, if people start working with that, it helps everyone you know because if you're the person who tends to be the jerk you know every now and then it sort of takes you out of that mindset because you create that awareness about other people you know what I mean I don't know if that Mm -hmm. makes sense or not but it totally makes sense but there's it is a balance because when it comes to like people that I think it's easy for me it's kind of easier to say about people that I don't know you know what I mean? Because it's mm-hmm. sort of like, yeah, I'll never see you again. I don't know what your situation is and I don't have to carry this. It's just sort of like wipe it off. Yeah. Um, and then it's like, you know, like there's like a balance too where it's like if you have someone that you like, you, you don't want to feel like you're getting walked over by being too understanding. Right. Does that exactly. make sense? Yeah. 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 Like it's, it's more of like from afar, like I create a narrative as to why they're shitty. And then I just, you know, I, that kind of is relief in and of itself. Like instead of me being like, oh, this asshole, like, oh, like, you know, and then ruining my day by their, them being an asshole. Like, I'm just like, well, you know, this is, it could be this, this, and this that's causing them to act that way. And I shouldn't let it like, you know, ruin my day. And then I just go on with it or I just ignore them. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. I know I try to like, <laughs> sometimes my partner gets a little like road ragey or like he's like, mm-hmm. you know, he's not as like cool. cool. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm just like, calm down. Like, what's the, like, what's the, it's okay. Just calm down. Like, it's not a big deal. Like, shh. like, and then I just like, you know, obviously it doesn't help to like be like, what's your problem? But it's just like, it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay. You don't need to be upset about this. <laughs> just bring it. Just <laughs> Is bring your partner it. a fire sign? He's a Sagittarius, yeah. 
yeah, he, well, he's a, my, my wife's a, <laughs> um, an Aries, so I know all about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have an Aries <laughs> moon, and I think that I had a lot of road rage and a lot of anger when I was in my like adolescence and early twenties, and then I sort of mellowed out as I grew older. But yeah, he's a Sagittarius with a Virgo rising and a Scorpio moon. So like Sagittarius are crazy with their tangents and they're like, you know, they have short fuses. Virgos need everything to like be perfect and compartmentalized. And then Scorpios are like, if they want to be, they can be fucking evil and like, you know, like have this venom. And so I'm just like, (laughs) it's just calm down. There's a lot going on here. Just, it's just a stranger cutting you off. You don't need to yell. Yep, exactly. Yeah, I actually I have zero fire in my chart. Really? What are yeah, what are your so, signs? Um, I'm Pisces with a Taurus moon, and then um, like like what was it? It was like I have just so much Capricorn. Mm-hmm. Like I have like six Capricorn planets. Nice. And then like and then like one Aquarius. I think your cap placement probably helps a lot with like not being angry because for me, mm-hmm. I get like my cap, my cap rising Capricorns, I think value composure. And so to piss me off, you, you like really, 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 really have to piss me off to make me cry. Like you have to basically kill an animal I love. Like, you know what I mean? And it's just yeah. that sort of like, I'm like, I have composure. Like I, you know what I mean? It's just that sort of yeah. like, you're not like, I'm in, I'm in control of my response to my surroundings. I think it's a little mm-hmm. bit of a control thing too. Cause caps. <laughs> yeah. Caps like yeah. it. <laughs> the Pisces yeah. in you though, that's probably where the sort of like kindness, compassion, Pisces is the most compassionate sign. Yeah. It gets annoying sometimes though. <laughs> I could see that. I could see that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you have to be careful with the, you know, being a Pisces because you have to also like kind of know when it's time to assert yourself and like make that, you know, I think that's the Pisces. I will say I struggle with that. Mm -hmm. I think that's I do struggle with that majorly. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of sensitives Um, do as well, though, that knowing when to assert yourself because you don't want to like upset whatever illusion of balance is happening. Exactly. I was just thinking in my head, yeah, the balance. And then, yeah, mm-hmm. you say that exactly. Yeah. And then it's, it's like you have to think about what your own balance is versus like what you've agreed to in order to let other people feel balanced. Mm hmm. Yep. yep. <laughs> very true. I, I, you took the words right out of my mouth. It's very true. It's exactly how it is being a Pisces. <laughs> <laughs> well,. Um, um, I wanted to just thank you so much for doing this. We're already at, at over an hour. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. Great. I know. Were there any last minute thoughts that you had about ET or collective consciousness or anything that you wanted to throw out? Yeah, I wanted to throw out, you know, I do feel like I've also felt, I've also felt like I've met an alien in real life. Oh, Like a person shit. masquerading as an alien. Okay. I want to hear this story. I, I'll, I'll, okay. I'll find yeah. the time for it. I'll, I'll make edits somewhere. Right. I want to hear this story. Okay. <laughs> All right. So back when I was a raver in New York City. Uh, that's a great sentence. Go on. Right. <laughs> um, there was this dude in the scene that like something about him just told me that he was like an alien. Like the way he interacted with people was like alien to me. Like it wasn't like, mm-hmm. it just, and, you know, 
it might have been related to some of the substances that were going around. I don't know. Who knows? But um, I was just convinced that this guy was an alien. And I just, I couldn't shake it. And every interaction I had with him, like, he just, like, like, he, like, he was, like, intense. But, like, like, he didn't say much. But, like, you knew exactly what he was like, you know? Like, it was kind of like a weird psychic phenomenon going mm-hmm. on there, too, almost. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't like a... He was like... I don't even know how to describe him other than he just seemed like an alien. Like, he wasn't, like, a super, like, hippie guy that was just so, like, out there that he seemed, like, otherworldly. He was, like, kind of a normal-ish guy. But there is an electricity. But alien. Like, he's just like, <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's, like, he didn't really ever, like, say anything, but, like, you got, like, complex messages from him, kind of. Oh, like he spoke in riddles? It was, he didn't even do that. He was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, that's all he said ever. <laughs> and, like, but you would get, like, you would feel like you were engaged and had a full conversation with him. Uh-huh. It was just, it was weird. I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> um. <laughs> huh. Did he have like a like an electricity or an energy around him, or is yeah. that something in his aura? Yeah, yeah. See, those are the mm-hmm. those are the type of people that I'm saying like when that that that's when you should try to do the telepathic communication, where it's like okay. if you ever encounter someone who's got that weird buzz to their energy, mm-hmm. that's who you want to that's who you want to try that with. And I think it I think that it can happen anywhere because when it happened to me, it happened in a strip club. Like one of the times it's happened like three times, but one of the, one time it was not an alien. It was the devil. So that's fine. These are just normal conversations people have. Um, (laughs) well, the devil could be an alien too, because didn't he fall from the heavens? Yeah, that's true. That's true. And I think too, it just goes again into that like interdimensional, like the dimension can literally lead to anywhere. The possibilities are endless. I feel like I could talk about it forever too, you know, like, like the multiverse. And I I see this with clients sometimes in their third eye. When I look through their chakras that there, there are people who can see into multiple timelines at once. And so their intuition gets thrown off because they're really sure something's going to happen, but it happens like in an alternate timeline. Like, you know what I mean? Like the multiverse where it's like, you know, the, the theory that us having this conversation is happening in like in another universe, except I'm wearing a purple shirt instead of a pink shirt, but everything yeah. else is the same. You know what I mean? So it's like every possibility yeah. comes to fruition. Every potential outcome is a thing. And I think that like we have close neighbors in the multiverse uh, and we have far neighbors and the close neighbors mm-hmm. are sort of the ones where we can psychically connect to and like peer into alternate versions of ourselves, And that's where like yeah. our tuition, our intuition can get tripped up. That's anyway, one of my, one of the ways that I think. <laughs> I, I think that's, that's true as well. And um, speaking of that, if I have time, I'd like to yeah. ask you one last question. Sure. Um, what like species of alien do you think you have your link with? So I thought, uh, I thought Octurian just because, um, that was sort of like a species that I had heard about when I had my encounter, but I also, you know, I've thought about it since then cause that was my official stance and I've thought about it since then. And I don't, 
I've always felt like there might be something going on in Orion's belt, you know? Hmm. And I think that's probably where my visitors come from. But I also don't have a lot of knowledge. I haven't done a lot of research into like what the different species are. Like I know that there are grays. I know that there are mantis. I know that there are, you know, reptilian which I swear I've seen a reptilian before, but I mean, who knows? Supposedly they might come from Earth, though. Like they might be a subterranean species. That's oh. what I've heard. So, yeah, okay. that's why they 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 have like changeling abilities when they like on the surface to like you know be people. Like I'm sure your uh, let's hear your um, your meeting of a reptilian. That sounds interesting. It was right around the time that. I'd started having telepathic communications. It was maybe a couple months after that. And I was at my favorite new age shop in Phoenix. It's called uh, Fantasia Crystals. And I was just sort of browsing around looking at crystals. And there was this guy, like I felt his energy before I saw him, but I felt like I felt him. And it felt like what I perceive as reptilian energy does very much have like a dirty sort of energy to it and there's sort of like a thought process that seems really fast and it's like the movements or the energetic shifts aren't fluid like it almost has like an anxious feeling to it but it's their state of being so it's not quite anxiety it's sort of like what they're used to um Mm -hmm. but anyway I felt that and I was like what the hell and I looked behind me and there was this guy who was like another row away but very had a very focused sort of way that he was looking at me. So I think I felt him looking at me and then his head like darted around and was moving around in like really weird lizard like type of ways. And he was like bobbing his head like up and down and almost like a tweaker, but he didn't, he wasn't a tweaker. He was like in a new, you know what I mean? But like sort of like how like, yeah. a crazy tweaker might look. And he was just like darting his head around, like looking at me. Like, I swear I thought he was going to like stick his tongue out like a snake or something. And I was just yeah. like, I don't know what's happening here. And I like, I was when I was about to leave anyway. And I was just like, that was weird. Like that, that was really weird. Um, man, I mean, probably sensed you sensing his energy, you know, and that, yeah. Someone, someone, yeah. Like someone's aware, like there's an awareness. Yeah. Yeah. The first time I had a telepathic communication with someone, um, he, he like looked at me and was like side smiling. Like he was like, holy shit. And, and he actually, to me at one point, he said, you're not like other people, are you? You operate on a higher frequency. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, and this was after I had, you know, had him do something three times. And like, we had a very established telepathic communication. And I was just like, yeah. <laughs> Aside from the psychic event, that would be a pretty horrible pickup line. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. That's true. But that's also like the type of pickup line that would totally get my attention. Like yeah, right? <laughs> if I were single. Yeah. If some, cause like, you know, someone could say something generic, but if they said you operate on a higher frequency, I'd be like, what do you know oh, about yeah. frequencies? Yeah. Like, and then What's a conversation. Yeah. Like what, like let, let's hear more about frequencies. What is your understanding of energy guy? And then that's yeah. how, and then that's how I end up married. Yeah. There has to be like the connection for that line to work though. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I agree. I agree. Yeah. Otherwise yeah. you're just like a D bag. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Wow. 
Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, fuck. I'm like, I, there are still stories that I could tell you and we could talk about, but we're already, you know, we're, we've already right. clocked a good amount of time. Um, thank mm-hmm. you again for doing this. If people want to find you how, you know, and reach out or just be friends on social media, how do they find you? Mm-hmm. Well, thanks again for, you know, having me, of course. And, um, you know, maybe I'll book a reading or something and we could go into it a little bit more. Yeah, that'd be great. Share whatever other stories we have. So that would be cool. Uh, but if they want to find me, they can find me on Instagram at punstrosity, which is P-U-N-S-T-R-O-S-I-T-Y. I think that's correct. It's, it's spelled kind of phonetically. You could probably figure it out. Mm-hmm. Or at what we ate pod. Um, on Instagram is the podcast. Um, and that also has my, uh, other Instagram link to it. So you can find it that way too. Perfect. I do have to do, I do a monthly draw for free, free reading for people who, um, send a screenshot of their written five-star reviews for witch doctorate. And so I have to announce that the winner this month is the Instagram handle. I am Sam cat. So congratulations, Sam. We'll do a reading soon. Yes. And anyone else who wants to enter the monthly raffle, I will take your written five-star reviews for Witch Doctorate. And if you in the past have written a five-star review for two side chicks, send me a screenshot of both and I'll enter your name in the raffle twice. Um, And then I also just wanted to touch that we have a full moon on Thursday on the 7th. Uh, it's it's a full moon in Scorpio, so it's a good time for banishing, cleansing, transformation, uh, cord cutting, all the good fun Scorpio Scorpio transformative things. So just so everyone knows, <laughs> I want them to be aware of what the moons are. You can find me on Instagram at Rainbow Glitter Star for the spellcast at Witch Doctorate. You can also find me online on my website RainbowGlitterStar.com for DIY witch jars. Crystal kits. I have a new crystal kit with a meteorite and a dinosaur tooth. So check those out. And again, Damien, thank you so much. It was so much fun. My absolute pleasure. It was it was a blast. Good. <laughs> we'll have to do this again sometime. And enjoy your yeah. ador- enjoy your adorable pug in your quarantine. Oh yeah, she's sleeping right now. <laughs> yeah. Again, she was up. She was running around. Now she's actually she's a little pup. She <laughs> needs that rest. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you again. 